On today's show, we're going to discuss how do you deal with homeowners who are suspicious and maybe a little bit anxious about buying a new heating and air conditioning system. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Welcome to the audio version of Cracking the Code. Now, this was originally a video show, so if you hear us talking about something related to an image or any other visual element, you can see what we're talking about by going over to egia.org show and see what we're doing there in Cracking the Code. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. You know, on this week's role play breakdown, we're going to take a question that we got from a contractor because I think that the situation that he's facing, you know, is a situation that a lot of us face, right? You go into a house and many times you might be on a tech turnover lead or you might be a selling technician and the homeowner, of course, have expected just to get a cheap repair. And then you find out the repair is $1,000, the system's 20 years old, and, you know, obviously the real thing to do, the right thing to do is to sell them a new system. However, when you start having that conversation, you know, the homeowners can be very, very suspicious when you get into the sales process. So I want to share with you the question. Uh, it reads this way. It says, I'm a full-time comfort advisor, and sometimes I get customers that seem to be very suspicious and standoffish right up front. This makes it hard for me to role play, uh, or hard for me to role play my sales process. Can you give me any tips on how I can create the momentum and deal with that suspicion in my customer's mindset? Well, you know, the whole system is designed to achieve certain things. And one of the things the system is designed to do is to get the homeowner to relax. Because we understand a lot of times you walk in the house, maybe the homeowner wasn't planning on replacing their system, but then the technician told them they needed to, so they had the, the comfort consultant out. When you walk in the house, sometimes it can be like walking into a firefight, right? You know, it may look like Joe's suburban dad, but in reality, he's Rambo because his job is, you know, to protect his family, protect his money. So deep inside, he's got the war paint on, he's got the camo, the big guns and all that, and you walk in, they can be pretty, pretty defensive. So one of the first things that you want to do is to kind of disarm Rambo. You want, to, you want to get the homeowner to relax so you can do my job. And this is accomplished on page one of the sales process. If you look at page one, basically one of the first questions that we ask is, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, on a scale of one to 10, how important is it for you to make an informed buying decision? And they're going to say it's a 10, right? It's going to be very important. And you say, great. The good news is, is that when I'm done here today, whether you go with my company, whether you go with another company, or whether you do nothing at all, you're going to have all the information you need to make an informed buying decision. Now, what that's going to do for Rambo is Rambo's going to be able to relax because he hears you say that you know that he may go with somebody else or maybe do nothing. And so it lets some of the pressure off, right? It kind of de-escalates the situation. Then you can go to work during your job. I want to share with you a quick role play video that shows exactly how I do this, you know, right out of our core sales training. So take a quick look. What I'd like to do now is just to share uh, a little information, just very briefly, to give you some kind of idea what we're going to do here in the process that we have to go uh, with respect to measuring your home and, and analyzing your home for the heating and air conditioning situation. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how important do you suppose it is for the two of you to make an informed buying decision? How important is that? I would say pretty, would say, pretty important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say it's a 10 at least. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. It's the same way in my house. And the beautiful part about this process is that once we go through this process here and uh, kind of the educational process, that whether you go with my company, uh, you go with a different company, or maybe you decide now's not a good time to do anything at all, you're going to have all the information you need to make an informed buying decision. Fair enough? 
Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, as we go through the process tonight, here are some of the things we're going to cover. We're going to do an energy evaluation and a home comfort evaluation. And what that means, I'm going to measure your home. We have to make sure the system is properly sized. It's, uh, it's not just like you plug it in like a refrigerator. These are very complex systems. They have to be installed and designed properly and also sized properly, which I'll talk a little bit more about a little bit later. Uh, we're going to do a home comfort evaluation. I'm going to look at the hot spots, the cold spots. Uh, you said you had a couple of kids. I'm going to look at their rooms and make sure they're comfortable. Make sure your master bedroom is comfortable and all the areas of your home uh, are comfortable. It's not just about the heating and cooling. You know, there's a, a quality of life that, uh, that you want to enjoy in your home, and comfort is part of that quality of life. We're going to talk about how a proper installation should be done, uh, give you a little more information about our company and who we hire and how we hire them, that kind of thing. We're going to talk about the various technologies and efficiencies that are available these days. And of course, we're going to cover prices because I'm sure that's going to be something that's really important to you as well. Now, depending how long it takes to measure the house and how many questions you have as we go through, this process could take an hour, maybe an hour and a half, something like that. Is that going to be okay tonight? Yeah, I think we scheduled the time. So yeah, I think that'll be fine. Awesome, awesome. So there's no place you got to be in exactly 90 minutes, something like that? <laughs> no, we should, be, uh, we should be fine for 90 minutes. Perfect, perfect. Now you can see in the video that it was a very simple process, and by the way, in that same video, I qualified time, which we can talk about as well, but really what I'm trying to accomplish on page one is just to get the homeowner to relax. Because again, if the homeowner relaxes, you can do your job. If the homeowner is very defensive and you know, very suspicious of what's going on, they're going to tend to be very closed down. They're not going to want to answer your questions. My job is to create a, a dynamic and an environment uh, that I can do my job and have open, honest dialogue with my customers. Uh, I remember just last week I was out in California working with a client and one of the sales guys called me and says, hey, I'm having a, I'm having a real difficult time. Can you let me do a, a ride along with one of the more experienced sales guys? I said, well, I'll go one better than that. Let's you and I run the lead together, but I'll run the lead and you just watch me do it, right? Because I wanted him to see me run the process, you know, step by step by step. So we go out on the lead and it's a very small house in, you know, a, a very working class neighborhood in, uh, in Sacramento. And we go in the house, this young guy answers the door, and uh, uh, the, the customer, the homeowner, was his father. So he took us into the kitchen, and we walk around the corner, and we walk in the kitchen, and it's like stifling hot, right? I mean, they got the, the, the wall heater wasn't working, which is why the service tech had originally been out there, but the, the, the stove was going, he had these two little space heaters in there, very small kitchen, not much bigger than the area I'm sitting in right now, and it was stifling hot. In addition to that, I couldn't help but notice right away that the guy was wearing an oxygen tube. And if you've ever been around somebody wearing an oxygen tube, in this particular case, it's hooked up to this big machine. And if you've ever been in an IC unit or uh, an ICU unit in a hospital or you know somebody who's, who's having that trouble, those things can be very intimidating, right? It's like boom, tsh, boom, tsh, right? This really just a freaky noise uh, because when you hear that noise and somebody's on oxygen, they're typically a health problem, serious health problem at stake. So I noticed this situation so right away, I'm, I asked the guy, what's, I mean, what's going on with the, you know, with, the, uh, with the oxygen? He says, well, I've got this very serious uh, you know, uh, lung thing going on. They can't find out what it is, and it's just it's making him sicker and sicker and sicker, and they really don't know what to do. And as he began to talk, he said, well, the reason that the kitchen is so hot is that when cold air hits my lungs, it's like drinking gasoline that's on fire. It hurts so bad, right? And he says, so now we're in this situation where the heater's not working, and he wanted to think about, he wanted to talk about doing central air instead of that wall heater and have air conditioning for his wife, not in the room he's in, but in other rooms, and, uh, and for his kids. But, uh, you know, it was a very stressful situation because he felt like, you know, the, the big guns were coming in, right? He's sitting there at the table on oxygen, and, 
you know, and, and we come in and, you know, he's afraid he's going to get sold. And so I said, you know, I, I got to tell you, Jesse, his name was Jesse. I said, I got to tell you, Jesse, uh, I'm sure you're feeling a lot of stress right now. You got some serious medical problems going on. You got no heat in the house and you need heat, right, uh, for your lungs. And here's what I want you to know. Uh, I know this is a super important decision for you and your family because it's your job to make sure you make the right decision. And I want you to know whether you go with me, whether you go with another company or do nothing at all, when I leave here today, you're going to have all the information that you need to make an informed buying decision. That's my commitment to you. Does that sound fair enough? And he kind of sits back, relaxes, and says, yeah. I mean, as long as you understand, I may not go with you. I said, absolutely, I understand that, right? Now, two and a half, later, two and a half hours later, I walked out with a deal for $21,000. But the point is, is that I had to get the guy relaxed. I recognized his situation of being nervous. He was pretty vulnerable, right? He's very sick, he's on oxygen, he's gotta have heat, right? The very least he had to replace the wall heater, which would have probably been two or three grand, right? But he really wanted central heat and central air. And so, you know, it's about recognizing, and the thing I do like about this question, by the way, that we first got, is that you're recognizing that the homeowners can be suspicious, they can be anxious, they can be nervous Nellies because they don't know what to expect. You're the expert, right? It's kind of like you go to the doctor and you're getting some tests done and you're waiting for the results and it can be pretty nerve-wracking, right? Because, you know, the doctor is the expert, right? So you got to recognize what people are dealing with. In this situation, some of it was very obvious, right? He was on the respirator or the, the oxygen. He was very sick. Uh, he felt kind of trapped a little bit because he had to do something for the heat. And so my job was to recognize that, empathize with him, and take the pressure off. And uh, it worked out to be a great deal. And in fact, it was kind of funny because once we closed the deal, I had the salesman doing the financial paperwork. And I went ahead and left and went back to the office. And the, the, the guy told the other salesman after I left, he says, man, I didn't even want to say no to that guy. And Ian said, what do you mean you want to say no to him? He goes, man, I just, I mean, he was just, was just, he just cared so much. He was like, you know, he comes in here, I was wearing all black. He comes in here wearing all black and like he owns the place. But I could tell he really cared about me and my family. And so it was a really, really good illustration for that salesman that recognizing those types of things and having those types of conversations can really disarm people and can make you way more successful in the house. So I hope that answers the question. Work the process. Page one of the process is designed to address exactly what the problem is in this situation. Work the system. I guarantee it'll be successful. Before we get any further today, I want to share with you a quick video on how important it is to make sure that your price is right. One of the biggest challenges facing the heating and air conditioning industry is the dangerous underpricing of our goods and services. You know, it's crazy in our industry. When I look around, what I see is that we look at the least successful guy in the industry and we use that guy as the benchmark for pricing. Our service technicians and our sales guys come in and say, hey boss, look at this guy's prices. It's half our price. What they don't see is that guy is two years behind on his taxes, right? He's three months behind on his mortgage. His wife doesn't have the money she needs to take care of the house and the family, all because he's underpricing his goods and services. And yet we look at that guy and somehow think he's the benchmark of where we should be on pricing. You gotta realize what we do is really important work. This is not child's play. We had a situation here in Colorado a few years ago that a family won a contest, and as a result of that contest, they got to spend the night in this beautiful multi-million dollar home in Aspen, Colorado. So the entire family goes to bed, and the next morning, nobody wakes up. The entire family is wiped out because of carbon monoxide poisoning due to a faulty termination on a condensating furnace. 
listen, this is not something you want to cut corners on. You have to price your goods and services so that you can afford to do things properly, so that you can train your people, make sure your technicians are qualified to do the work they have to do. Again, this isn't child's play. The bottom line is this, pricing your goods and services, it's a science. It's not something you just randomly do. I mean, think about it for a second. If you're doing a million dollars a year and your overhead is $350,000, that means your overhead is 35%. If you operate at a 50% gross margin, that means you do a million dollars, you have $500,000 left over, and out of that, $350,000 has to pay your overhead. That means you have a 15% net profit. So you can do the math and figure out where you need to be. So if you think maybe you're not using math to set your pricing, maybe you're just kind of winging it, you're just choosing some price out of thin air, what I want you to do is to take the time to watch our free training on properly pricing your goods and services. Gary Ellis is gonna walk you through several models. You can use any one you want and apply them scientifically and mathematically to your business. Watch the videos, learn how to price your goods and services, and hey, start making a good living. On this week's Industry Experts, we have our very own Drew Cameron, who's one of the founding members of the faculty here at Contract University, also one of the board of directors uh, on EGIA. So we wanted to have him in to kind of pick his brain as one of the industry experts and find out, uh, find out what's going on in Drew's world and find out what advice can he give us uh, to help us better. Drew, welcome to the show. Thanks for, thanks for coming on board. Uh, doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. You know, Drew, I know you've got a new course coming up. And I want to talk about that in just a minute. But before I do that, Talk to us a little bit about how the industry has changed over the last five or six years. Well, I mean, obviously the age of the internet has you know, really expanded people's access to information. And so consumers uh, you know, are approaching the market thinking that they can go out on the, online and educate themselves and, and kind of you know, control the buying process. And you know, what they come to realize is, is that uh, you know, that's not necessarily true. There's a lot of you know, good information, but there's also a lot of misinformation out there online. And so it really takes a true professional in the home to kind of help them make heads and tails or sense of, you know, what they should consider and what they shouldn't consider. You know, Joe, we know more and more of uh, the market is being uh, comprised of millennials as they grow up and start buying homes and building families and whatnot. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, how we have to deal with them. How do you earn their business, earn their trust? It's a different animal than it was maybe with the baby boomers. And is this something that we do just for millennials or is it something that we do, you know, kind of across the board with the market in general? That's a good question. Uh, we get asked about that and we, we seem to think that the millennials are really shifting the market. And to some extent they are uh, because they are making up a, a, a large segment of the buying population out there. It used to be the baby boomers and then and of course now the millennials all being in the market and buying homes and whatnot. Uh, they are shifting the market, but I don't know that they're shifting the market to where we address changes in how we approach the home exclusively for the millennials. Think about, uh, you know, if you're a baby boomer or a Gen Xer like myself, or if you're a millennial, um, if you go out into the market, you see places like Chipotle or Zoe's Kitchen, where you can be very involved in the process of actually making your meal. It's a very interactive process. You'll see there's a lot of places like even in airports nowadays where seating is very social and you're, you're not just having your own exclusive table. So what, what do we need to take away from that as, as far as contractors are concerned? We have to take away from the, that the fact that the customers now all want to be engaged. While the millennials may have made that helped make that shift in the market, everybody in the market is exposed to it. 
So whether you're a baby boomer, a Gen X or a millennial and you go to Chipotle, you're in that that market, which is very interactive and very engaging where you're part of the process. You understand how things are put together and why they're put together. And so that's what millennials have kind of uh, uh, pushed into the market is being part of the process and understanding why things are the way that they are. But everybody that's in the market now wants that because it's available to them. And so the amount of information that's available to, you know, to everybody uh, online, uh, good, bad, or indifferent is out there. And I think we need to make sure that you know, regardless of the generation of the person or where they live, socioeconomic background or anything, I think we have to understand how they are approaching the market and then adapt and make sure that they understand what information is right, what information is wrong, and how to make the best decision on selecting a contractor first, who they invite into the home, because that's the most important decision they get to make, and then how they should craft a solution based on things that are going to address their concerns. And some of those concerns they may, they may not even be aware of. And that's obviously where the sales professional comes in play and makes sure that the homeowner, regardless, again, of generation, understands what's going on in their house, but then also understands how their life is impacted by those decisions and then crafts a solution accordingly. So Drew, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what's different now than it was even just five years ago. Well, I, I think that big part, that biggest part is that level of engagement and, and education and understanding and involving them in the process. Uh, you, you know, in the past, most sales processes required the salesperson to kind of go in and they just do what they do. And then they give the customer a proposal, if you will, uh, you know, with, you know, two to maybe three options on it. And nowadays, I honestly believe what you have to do is you have to go in and understand who the homeowner is and what they're about, what the story in their house is, and then craft a customized solution, uh, you know, that addresses all the concerns that they have and may or may not even be aware of and give them options where you bundle various you know, solutions and various levels of solutions, if you will and have an open dialogue about those in the home before you, you know, before the, the customer actually discovers for themselves and settles on one of those choices. And so uh, we approach it more like a menu now than giving a proposal with two to three options on it. We just have a menu with all of the options that are available and we can customize and craft those and compile those solutions or configure those solutions in a way that meets the expectations uh, you know, of the customer. And not only that, but allows them to begin this process of building the perfect home environment. And so while we may have about $80,000 worth of things that we could do for a customer to really make their house safe, healthy, comfortable, uh, more efficient, give them access and control to that, they're probably not going to do $80,000 worth of stuff on the initial visit, but we can get that process started to where they can build that perfect home environment and give them a plan and a process to do so over time. And so that may start with something like HVAC or insulation, and ultimately may end up with smart home technology and a, a whole home generator and, and, and everything in between. So let's get into uh, the new course that you're developing, the Elevated Buying Experience. Tell us what we can expect from that, Drew. Yes, the Elevated Buying Experience takes what we learn in the EJA Invincible Sales Professional uh, class and builds on that, meaning we start out with having an organized process that allows you to go into the home and complete what you need to do to do your job right for the customer, but also get them the information they need to make a decision. And then we ask them for their business. 
Um, well, we build on that, that same principle. Instead of just winging it, we've got that same idea of a process, very similar steps that we go through uh, within the uh, elevated buying experience. But this is all about engaging and educating the customer and making them part of the process, Inter you know, making it very interactive. And so we like to pull out tools that we can use in the home and engage the, you know, the prospect with. So we may pull out a load calculation uh, a program on a computer or a, or a tablet. We may pull out an infrared camera, a digital uh, thermometer, uh, a flow hood to measure airflow, a duculator, you know, various tools that we can use to kind of help the homeowner understand what's going on in their house and get them to share with us what's going on in their lives and then marry those two together and present a solution that now you know, addresses all of their concerns and the tools validate what it is that we say. It's no longer just us coming in as the expert. We now use these third-party tools, if you will, uh, as well as just interactive tools that help the homeowner understand why they should do what they should do. And instead of just us telling them and being, you know, them trying to go on our word, we now use tools and resources and information in such a way that they discover for themselves what they should consider and what they should do and how to pick a good contractor. The other thing that we really kind of uh, jump in on uh, in this process is a approaching it with a multi-tiered investment guide. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, we want to have a menu of options. Think about going to the Cheesecake Factory and everything that you can get at the Cheesecake Factory is in that book to be discussed. I as the waiter didn't limit your choices at the table before you ever showed up. The old process limit customers choices to maybe one, two or three options that the the salesperson chose for the customer and really eliminated choices. And, and, and basically, so we approach this with the mindset that we don't have a right to eliminate choice for choices for customer uh, for customers. Our job is to make them aware of all the choices of all the things that they can do and then their job is to make the decision as to what they should do and want to do and feel like they can afford doing. And with that, we layer in the payment options. And so we, we get very aggressive with the EJA uh, GeoSmart financing platform, and we layer in uh, creative financing. So not just the zero for 36 or zero for 60 stuff, but taking 2.99 for 10, uh, 10 or 12 years, 6.99 for, for 10 years, 9.99 for seven years and setting up the investment guide to where the best solution that I have is actually more affordable on a monthly basis than my entry-level solution. And not only that, what you save in energy repair costs more than pays for that you know, over, the, over the course of that investment. And so it makes uh, allows customers to see that they can get the best solution in a very affordable uh, format, whereas you know, in the past, it was everything was basically offered at the same 6.99 for seven or 10 years, or it was zero for 36 on all of your options. And now we like to set up the investment guide so that the customers can see a payment option that fits their budget and allows them to get the, you know, the best solution possible. Awesome stuff. We'll be looking forward to the new course for sure, Drew. Uh, talk to us about kind of the home performance. I know you've been really involved in that the last couple of years, and obviously it's a huge trend in the industry. Talk to us about why that's important. Why is it important for contractors to know what's going on with home performance and how can we get involved? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And, I'm, and I think, you know, when we think about this, people talk about home performance and they talk about HVAC. And I don't know that you can talk about HVAC without talking about home performance. I mean, the home is a system and we have to analyze the whole home. Let's put it this way. 
The HVAC system can only work as effectively and as efficiently as the duct system in the building envelope allow it to. And so if you go into the house and you just address the equipment, you've only addressed really a portion of the solution. We've definitely got to, we've got to look at it all because the, number one, it differentiates us. The cool thing about this is, is that if I talk to you about the need for insulation and I don't do insulation, I've made you aware of something that no one else is going to talk to you about because they all just want to sell their boxes. You know, and I want you to understand how to be the best homeowner that you can be and be safe, healthy, comfortable, and efficient. You know, Drew, one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well was competitive advantage. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because competitive advantage doesn't last forever. It used to be in this industry that if you were in booties uh, and doing load calcs, you were probably separating yourself from the competition. Now, if you're not doing them, you are separating yourself too because everybody else is doing them, right? Everybody's doing it now. What are some things we can look at for competitive advantage to kind of stay ahead of the curve that uh, we should be aware of and maybe that not, not all contractors are doing things that we can do to really stand out? Yes, we got to evolve and, you know, we've got to evolve and grow. And if we're not evolving and expanding the conversation because we have the knowledge, then I think we're doing a disservice to the consumer. And, and so to, to, to try and go into a house today and talk about heating and air conditioning with, you know, and having the very same conversation we had just five or 10 years ago, you know, I, I think is, is uh, you know, it's basically it's criminal. Uh, you know, to some extent. I mean, it's a true disservice to the consumer because they're not aware of what they're not aware of. And it's our job to make them aware of it. And it's their job then to make a decision based on that information. And, and, and so by going in, having a process, looking at the whole house, looking at the envelope, looking at the duct system, look at the electrical system, uh, you know, the gas and exhaust systems, and making sure that the home is, number one, safe. Number one thing we got to do is do no harm. Number two is we want to make it healthy. Number three is we want to make it comfortable. And then number four is we want to, we want to minimize the cost of operation. Customers don't want to waste money. They're not really all about energy savings, but they really don't want to waste money on, on not being as comfortable. I mean, the conversation I, ha I have a lot of times with, with contractors and even consumers is, you know, if you could be twice as comfortable for half the amount of money, would you know it? And they look at you kind of like puzzled. And I said, well, that's the problem is, is most homeowners aren't even aware that they're not as comfortable as they could be with what they've got because the average duct system in the United States is 57% efficient as proven by National Comfort Institute. And, and so what, that, what does that mean? It means your machine's working twice as hard, twice as long, costing you twice as much, and you don't know it. That doesn't mean it won't keep up. It just has to work harder to do it. So you shorten the life of the machine, you spend a lot more money on utilities, and you're just not as comfortable as you could be. But if we fix the duct system, you know, then it'll work the way, you know, the equipment will work the way it's intended. Now, if the equipment's working the way that it was designed to from the manufacturer, and it's not just functioning, but it's performing up to its potential ratings, that doesn't mean your house will still be comfortable and energy efficient, right? Because if you've got no insulation and a leaky house and bad windows, you're probably still going to be uncomfortable. So, Drew, another question about the new course, Elevated Buying Experience. If a contractor sends their sales consultants and people out there, it's kind of an advanced sales course uh, for sure. What can they expect to learn? What can they expect to bring back to the office? Well, you know, when you start to shift from a sales process where you're actually selling and quoting and giving a proposal with limited choices to customers, when you elevate to the uh, elevated buying experience, the con elevated consumer buying experience or homeowner buying experience, homeowners are now making choices 
for what they want. You're not limiting on the options that you choose to offer. So think about it this way. If I just type up a proposal that offers two to three, maybe even four options, that's what they get to choose from. But most manufacturers have seven levels of solutions. And then you can mix and match those solutions for probably an unlimited number of combination of things. You can then layer in uh, UV lights, uh, filtration, uh, humidifiers. You can also layer in zoning systems. You can layer in uh, smart home technology where people can control uh, their system from anywhere on the planet via their smartphone, including from their couch via their, smart, their smartphone. Um, you could put in a backup generator system that allows them to be healthy, comfortable, and safe in the event of a power outage. And so you're expanding the scope of work uh, you know, to allow the customer to have just the, the best buying, uh, excuse me, the best, not only the best buying experience, but the best life experience and the best life impact possible. You're finding out what their story is, and then you're matching the solutions that are available to them to that story without ever removing any of the choices that are available to them. My job as a, as a comfort advisor is to go in and find out what's going on with the home, what's going on with the system, what's going on in their lives, and then share options with them that address all of the concerns. Some of them they may not even be aware of, and some of them may, I may not even have the solutions for, but I make them aware of what they could do to have the best life experience. And then I share all that with them, and so that's my job. Their job is then to make a decision as to what they want to do and how much do they want to invest. I'm going to give them a, if you will, a prescription for the, uh, the perfect home environment. It may be about $80,000 worth of stuff that is available to them that they're going to be able to see in the menu. What are we going to have a conversation about that day? Maybe about fourteen dollars to $20,000 worth of stuff. But that doesn't mean I don't share with them everything that they can do to their house over time to build that perfect home environment. My job is to help them manage that process of change and understand the most important decision they get to make is number one, who they invite into their home. And then number two is to, uh, you know, that that contractor does the right things to configure the solution, design it, and then inst install it properly, then verify that installation that it not only functions, but it performs to the manufacturer's performance potential and give them what they're paying for. And we offer payment options in a creative way by leveraging the EGIA GeoSmart financing platform, not just offer 0% for 36 or 60 months, but to offer 2.99, 4.99, 6.99, and 9.99 for up to 12 years, where you can make your best solution more affordable than your entry-level solution, and what they save in energy and repair costs will pay for itself. So we shift the mix of product, we increase the average ticket, we increase the closing ratio, we increase customer satisfaction. By doing so, we typically increase customer referrals as well and self-generated leads. It's a complete change of the mindset by following a very similar process. Well, Mr. Drew Cameron, we appreciate you joining us here today on Cracking the Code. We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm sure we'll be out at Epic next summer and we'll probably see you long before that. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Wally. Have a good one. By the way, Drew already has a couple of these new classes on the schedule, the Elevated Buying Experience. He's going to be down in Houston on February 6th and 7th, and he's going to be in Orlando on February 12th and 13th. Go to egia.org slash events, egia.org slash events to get signed up and make sure you got a, got a seat. Well, thanks again for listening, folks. If you're interested in learning more about membership, visit egia.org.